Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Show your Dubland Podcast. Up your ear holes. Very tired. Most of the time. I don't know, boy. Just um, yeah, feeling the feeling the the squeeze of the earlies. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, sure. I'd still be in bed. Yeah, I suppose it is still early in the morning. Well, not that early. It's actually like kind of midday-ish. Yeah, I know. Well, it's lunchtime for me. I haven't seen midday <coughs> napping and I don't know how long. Oh, I've gotten back into it. Have you? Yeah, I've gotten back into Love it. Love yeah. naps. See, it's brilliant when you're doing breakfast radio, you always have the best naps. You know when you meet people nowadays and say, do you want me to go for a pint? And you're like, yeah. I'd love to go for a pint. I would love to go for a pint. How about eight? You go, eight at night? <laughs> Are you fucking out of your mind? Eight at night. If it's not half past five, it's nothing. Yeah, I'm, if I'm not in me, if I'm not in me pajamas brushing my teeth at nine, there's nothing you can say that will interest me. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the Dubland podcast episode three will interest you. Episode three, three episodes in. Well, hey, this is what well, you know? we haven't finished this one yet, so <laughs> ah, we're three. Yeah, well, we're three episodes in. I mean, we're going. I wrote, wrote notes of things I wanted to talk about. Oh, this brilliant! Week. I have a couple as well. I have a few bits and pieces. What, what, was, what do you want to start with then? See, Phil Collins is making a comeback. <laughs> Gorillas everywhere are shitting themselves. Gorillas everywhere are shitting themselves. Out of work. Because he's getting back behind the kit. I actually couldn't believe it when he said he was coming back. Do you know something? Because I'll tell you what it is, right? Go on. He's in his 60s now. Uh, he played in a great band. He knocked around with Peter Gabriel for a while. And then he says he's coming back. And I just don't think there's anything I can imagine worse than being on stage in your 60s. I don't think there's a worse thing to be doing in your 60s. Not being able to pay your taxes. I'm not saying that he can't, but... <laughs> But this is the thing, isn't it? Because there's got to be a reason. He's not doing it because he misses the road. No, he doesn't. Seriously. No, he doesn't. And 60, you know, the only thing you'd miss is a bag of chips on a Friday. That's it. And I'm the same and I'm only 40. Yeah. I'm I'm a relative young fella. Would you think that maybe it's an egotistical thing that he need? Like, you could be that alpha who's like still on the circuit doing like pontons and mosny and whatnot. Do you know what scares me? It's not pontons or anything. It's that red cow. The red cow roundabout does. Well, that's what scares me. Your face being up there for being the Christmas special. Oh, yeah. And, and it's me and, and it's June Rogers. You, June and, Rogers and Eric Lawler. Yeah. And Eric's the one that's disappointed in us. And he's like saying, oh, how did I end up with these two has been bows? Oh, shit, the beds. And he's like thinking, what am I going to do? And I just imagine, you know, being in a version of the Jake Stevens suit because the original is dead, <gasps> unfortunately. Gone. And I imagine being there in some papers who holding my head in my hands. 
what am I doing with my life? With the whiskey. Looking at a tax bill, drinking a bit of whiskey, and all I hear is some guy going, and now, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome to the stage, Mr. Jakey Stevens. <laughs> Imagine how tragic. Oh, see, and then June Rogers would be getting on a bit as well. At that, it will be like the, the yeah. Christmas shakedown, and then Eric Lawler would just be bitter sitting in a room, which they would call a dressing room. But you, let's face it, wouldn't be a dressing room per se. Eric would be a superstar. He'd be just coming but along because he feels sorry for me. He'd just be sitting there going, <laughs> "I had such a glitter, glittering career in Fair City. Do you remember I used to do a bit of stand up and write for Joe.ie before that, and then Fair City just took off, and Carl Spillan became the biggest baddie ever known to Irish soap." It was bigger than Red Rock, and now here I am. Gigging with later. you. Gigging with what's his name? Yeah, your shitty. What's his name? DJ Silvery Gallagher, is it? Jack Stevens character. Yeah. <laughs> Who's even Jack Stevens? What <laughs> can happen? Anyway, so yeah, that's probably why how Phil Collins feels about life. Yeah, I just feel this. It's like it happens to sports people all the time. You you hit this peak, and that's where you go. That's where you gracefully disappear. I think you know. Unless what I mean? you have to make money somehow. Yeah, I know, but like only musicians can do this. Like Muhammad Ali isn't going to have a comeback fight. Well, unfortunately not. He has Parkinson's. Well, you know what I mean? So the point- No, I don't because he has Parkinson's. Of course he can't have a comeback. What are you going to... You can't put a man with Parkinson's in a boxing ring. Ethically, I'm pretty sure that there kind of there'd be issues with that. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm just saying that... Your point is? Yeah, well, Phil Collins is just... I don't Talking know, maybe to Jesus got this all wrong. and he knows I'm right. Yeah, because Phil Collins, okay, here's what I'm saying. Because Phil Collins, he's a very underestimated drummer. I mean, when you think about drummers, the man was a monster. I mean, he was an incredibly gifted, talented, absolute monster of a drummer. Yeah. And he comes into, he comes back into the fold now. Young people don't care about him. Mm-mm. Yeah, I've never heard of Genesis. I've never heard of Peter Gabriel. No. Phil Stein's. And then, yeah, they've never heard any of these. They've never heard any of that stuff. No. They've never heard Invisible Touch. No. Never even heard the man sing An Easy Lover. He's a drummer that could sing at the same time. He's done it all. He's toured all over the world. He's hit this peak. He was an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. He did Buster. Buster, did we all movies. remember Buster. Oh, Jesus. One of those Greatest movies Greatest trend robbery in the world. Yeah, yeah, playing, Ro- he was a version of Ronnie Biggs, I yeah. think. He's done all this stuff and now he's coming back and you know he's not doing it for the love of it. He's doing it because, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's bored or he just is, someone's driving him mad in the house. It's money or ego. We'll figure out when he starts to do interviews and stuff, you'll figure out what it is because um, if it's ego, he'll be really happy in his interviews. If it's money, he'll be jaded in his interviews. I guess so, So that that's how you usually figure those things. Speaking of pop stars, actually, you know Justin Bieber has the clap. He doesn't. Not exactly. (laughs) What he has is issues people with people clapping along to his songs. Have you seen this online? I haven't. He's so, gone all Christy Moore. Oh, he? listen, he is. He's the young Christy. Um, so he's singing acoustic or acapella, whatever way you want to do it. And the, cla- the crowd starts to clap along. He stopped. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. He's like, if you're going to clap, at least do it in time. Oh and then God. makes them all go in time to the song. And then continues with a song. I was like, Beeps. Oh, my God. And I, I love the Beeps. I for there was a you time love oh, I love the beat. I you love don't. a bit of pop. I'm, I don't care, PJ. I'm I'm old. I'm not cool. I'll put it out there. I love a bit of pop. Did you see the langer on him? Okay. Justin Bieber. Did no, you see the I langer on him? I can't look at those pictures. I I know it's wrong. Oh, don't get me. Look, I I know it's wrong. And there you were no, googling yes, it. And this is the problem. This is the problem with with society in general, and I'm a big part of it. You, this is this is a person. And it doesn't matter if it's man or woman. They mind their own business. They're in their own apartment. Some sneaky snapper has managed to sneak in and get a picture of him in the nude mm. and then sold it to the press. And yeah, I have a moral responsibility not to look at those pictures. Oh, but I my reprehensible no character decided I had to see 
Justin Bieber's Mickey. And I looked at it and I'm not joking. He, the man. Oh, he went up in my estimation. Why? Because he has a big Mickey? It's down, yeah, it's down to his knee. The man has a Mickey to die for. The <laughs> man has a Mickey to die for. I'm not joking. The man, he's not a great singer. He's, he's a brilliant. good looking... La- okay, well then... Don't I'm, talk well, about the Beebs. I like the Beebs. He's, well, he's, he's not the nicest the guy in the world. I reckon he's an absolute chump. Yeah, he looks like he's a bit of a chump. But listen, Apparently he gets the ladies and he's looking after them. He by is. all accounts. The man has a... You know when you're in the restaurant, right? And you see someone going around and they say... And you, you order pasta and then someone says, do you want parmesan? And you say, I'd love a bit of parmesan. Thanks. And then they say, do you want pepper? And they arrive with this thing that's the length of their torso. And they start twisting it. And then when they're twisting it, the black shards that look like wood or pepper are start falling. I'm pretty sure you shouldn't do that to a man's Mickey. I'm just saying you probably shouldn't. That's literally the only way you could handle Justin Bieber's Mickey. (laughs) Parmesan. (laughs) (laughs) He has the pepper shaker of pop in his trousers. Oh God, I'm violated by that. No, I have no issue with the picture being taken. I just, because he's so young. I just, I think maybe as as an older woman. What age is he now though? He's like 19 or 20. Uh, I he's just, more than that but, now, is but, he? Yeah, but I just, I don't know if I, I just. Oh, well, maybe he'll grow into his Mickey. Maybe it's like Pitbull's feet. Right. You know the way they're ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's the analogies. You know the way Pitbulls are born. Hashtag and their feet are Bieber's big. Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, The pimples are born and their paws are really big. Yeah. And then they gradually grow until they look in proportion. Maybe Bieber, you know, he'll start hitting the cake, the McDonald's. He'll start growing up a little bit. He'll become a man and his Mickey will become proportionately more, less preposterous. He still has to get to like 30 and then hit the, you know, the kind of alcohol bloated years. Yeah. And just be found like sitting outside a 7-Eleven with a big slurpee going, I used to be Justin Bieber. But he will yeah. always have his Mickey. Getting the, yeah, so, he will. He'll always have his Mickey. He'll always have his Mickey, which is, I mean, always. A lot of pop stars can't say that. A lot of pop stars can't say that. I would say most pop stars can't say that. Yeah, well, yeah. Definitely most comedians can't say that. I don't really want to know about comedians' Mickeys. Uh, I've seen a few. Is this this weird thing again of like when men go to the toilet? I find it a bit fascinating that you all stand beside each other going to the toilet because my brother was in Crow Park and he said to me, I saw Fee take Alaher in Crow Park. I said, did you say hello? He goes, no, he was going to the toilet. And then someone started to ask you questions. Well, this happened to me when I did a gig in Donegal. Uh, and before the gig, you you know, you, you feel yourself getting a bit loose. So you have to do toilets uh, so I went to the toilet just before the gig in Donegal standing there at the stall or the pod or whatever it is you know the porcelain thing urinal uh, yeah <laughs> urinal that's the actual word and I took out my uh, my friend and um, God. I, I fell right beside me was taking a piss as well and he looked at me and says yeah yes yourself now did he, he took, look at you or didn't actually do you know what do we need to know it doesn't matter you know he looked at me he looked at me and says oh it's yourself and he took his hand off his mickey no he didn't gave his hand to me to shake and I shook it I shook it. I felt like I can't be rude to the man. I felt like I was. I felt like he'd be walking around saying, "Jeez, your man wouldn't even shake me." Like, cause it's one of the worst things a man can do is not shake another man's hand. He's I, pointing his yeah. penis at you, trying to shake your hand. Like, oh. And I and here's the thing. Okay, I wish I could the, say th- that wasn't the thing. No, it's uh, well, that's one of the things. But here, I wish I could say I was above all that. Carry on. You know what I mean. What's not shaking someone's hand midweek? Or looking at another man's willy for no good reason. But then I was doing the... Uh, we were in the IFTAS one year. The, we were nominated for the best entertainment in the IFTAS. And that meant that we were all invited. You had to go and wear tuxedos now, which I hate, right? Mm. Uh, and then I went in for a wee. I was in the toilet. And John Rhys-Myers walked in. 
It's not John Reese Myers. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's John Reese Myers. And then he stood beside me and he undid his pants and he was started going for a wait. And God forgive me, but I had to look at his willy. I'd seen John. I had to, I couldn't. And go on. I don't know what it was, but I had to look. It was a very normal, very nice, normal penis. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing for me to really comment on. I'm not really attracted to that part of the, of the male anatomy in the first place. But I have to say, very normal, nice, nothing misshapen. It did, what didn't stand out as being too long, too short. I mean, credit to the man. He keep that. He seemed to keep it well. But it was a total invasion of the man's privacy for me to even look. No, do you know what's an invasion of his privacy? Is the fact that we're talking about it now. That you're giving a description of his Mickey on a podcast. Like, okay, I don't even know where to go Well, with he was this. good. He washed his hands and then he corrected his hair and then he left. And I did stand there giggling my head off in all at my nonsense at my nonsense at my will to at my will to want to look at the man's willy for no reason speaking of lads actually it's Movember it is Movember in yeah. solidarity I'm going to give it a wax just so there's no one gets confused better safe than sorry it's hormones I swear. oh you don't have anything there <laughs> right you no don't. just just in case you know you don't want to be your woman out of uh, intermission you know your woman in intermission with Colin Farrell as the Ronnie oh yeah, intermission yeah. that's such a fantastic movie <laughs> yeah it's deadly it was all, loads of it was shot actually in our final shopping centre in the brain sauce I like we're, that we're a lot. just about an inch away from women growing beards just to be like hipsters so nowadays if you don't have a beard there's something wrong with you I, I say it's ruined November or Movember the whole Movember charity is, is on its knees, I'd say. Do you know what Movember should be? It should be kitten, cutting off those muns. You know, the man buns. Man bun. If you cutting, have a man bun. Kick yourself in the face. I don't like you. Yeah. Try it. I can't. No. I can't get my head around it. No. Why do you do that? Like, what? what is it about the man bun? Conor McGregor has a lot to answer for. Yeah. Like, But in fairness, I'm, you can slag him and he'll kick you in the face. I don't want to slag Conor McGregor. Because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I'd be safe because I, I'd be, I would be fairly confident to say that Conor McGregor wouldn't condone violence towards women. Uh, and nor would he kick me in the face. He'd totally take He'd you down. Yeah, face, completely. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Conor McGregor is amazing for what he's done for Irish sport. He's a great showman and he's, you know, we're sending him all around the world. I'm delighted with all of that. That's fine. But the only reason I've ever wanted anyone to beat him, and it's such a minuscule reason, is purely because of what he's done to Dublin and around the country, is because they're all rocking around with those months thinking they're individuals yeah. with a beard. And it's a uniform. Like it's it become is uniform, a uniform. Yeah. Like hipsters used to be different and no. unusual and walk around and occasionally you see a hipster doing something unique and you think that's kind of, like when you see a guy walking around he's got a bicycle chain around his neck and he's listening to boats on a walkman <laughs> you think yeah okay you do it that guy's got something original going you're on you're cool sir but everyone else is just sort of carbon copying of each other yeah and this whole Conor McGregor thing I don't know, yeah he kind of started I went off McGregor a bit with the whole poppy thing during the week I have to say what's that it disappointed you know he was seen wearing the poppy Oh, did, yeah, he couldn't. Was he doing something English and had to wear it? Or I don't care. Wear it or don't wear it. But you can't have it both There's plenty ways. of Irish, actually, who work in the UK who won't wear the poppy. Yeah, for, yeah. for whatever reason. But wear it or don't wear it. It's not a big deal either way. But you can't come out to your fights listening to the Foggy Jew. You know, the song about 1916 and then wear a poppy on you. Yeah, you know, it's a kind of contradiction in terms. It's a total it? contradiction. And then he says it's for all wars. But it's not really no, for it's, all it's wars. Very, it's for it's British very, soldiers. Yeah, it's very stuff. specific and, and as it, to what it is. It is very specific. Yeah. It's not just World War One and World War Two. It's for it's for British soldiers that fought everywhere, including Ireland. Uh, yeah. So I have to say, when his reaction then was, you know, to say, fuck you and the Queen... It's kind of like, I don't really, you've got an extremely mixed message here. Yeah, he said this week he's struggling with fame as well, didn't he? 
wouldn't say he's struggling with the money it's brought him though he likes the money you know, did you watch the Notorious McGregor thing on RTE they did it they followed him and it was whoever whatever producer on RTE was quick and smart and went you know what we need to do we need to follow him and they did they followed him for a year but his da was on it yeah I remember seeing his da <gasps> mother of God <laughs> like if ever there was a moment where you'd sit there going da shut up like he was just now he's so proud of his son which I think is amazing which is brilliant yeah he made an absolute tit of himself he's on the landing with fake guns that like <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> yeah. and then whoever put it together my favourite bit was it was so beautifully produced just at this moment so it's a great interview with Connor and he's I think he's doing something so he's talking on the go and he's talking about his father's attitude about him saying that he was leaving his job to go and be a UFC fighter and his dad losing his shit cutting to his dad with his fake toys on the land and going we're going to bring the title home to be honest Mr McGregor I would be pretty sure in saying the were is very, very loose in this situation because you ain't in the octagon getting the shit knocked out of you. Connor is, but he's just like, we're bringing it home. But you didn't want your son to leave his job to go to the UFC. But yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? At least he's, he's related to his father. You know, I, I don't really, so I can understand what point he's saying. We're going to bring it home. You know, we're all in this together. Of course, he's not in the octagon. He's not fighting. And yeah, you have a total point. It's when you see like Manchester United fans swanning around Dublin and who've never been in Old Trafford yeah, and they're saying who hate the Queen wearing a United jersey I think this is our yeah we did well last night did well we did you know we got that one in against Everton now we got lucky at the end and the, who's we <laughs> who is we so it's the proverbial we is that what it's called yeah, yeah, the, the royal we yeah. who is we oh well we're the 12th man you're not the 12th you're not even in the same country you're not the 12th at least McGregor's dad lived upstairs he did that was true in fairness <laughs> and, in, and in fairness to him he's, there's something kind of he's cringy cute if that makes any sense like he's super proud of his son yeah. and isn't that your and job as a parent like, yeah. to be the most embarrassing yeah, my, person on the face of the earth yeah, isn't my that mom your job? doesn't really tend to tell people what I do <laughs> really <laughs> What's the point? What did so you she say? She doesn't believe I have a real job. But no, I, he's cringy but cute all in the same thing. Um, so he's a typical Dublin dad. He's a typical then. Dublin dad but he just, it just, it's really cringy. Actually, speaking of cringy kind of telly, I adore The Great British Bake Off. Have you ever watched it? I've watched it a couple of times. I can't get my teeth around it though. I can't. Oh, well, yeah. it's amazing, right? Yeah. It, like, the, the bakers that are on the English one are out of this oh, world. Oh, I, I get that it's amazing because it's one of those things, you know the way every so often something's out and it's so popular that if you don't like it you're an idiot you, you, lo- yeah, you lose the right to say that shit yeah. because it's not shit no. you just it, don't get it yeah you don't get it's it it's not for you so now there's an Irish one yeah the great Irish bag it started last week yeah right, yeah right so it's on a Sunday night 9 o'clock I watch these programmes and sometimes because the bakers are so good you kind of get notions above your station yeah. you sit there going I could totally bake that this week I sat there going I could totally bake that like in the weren't. English one they go uh, I want you to make 37 identical shaped cakes uh, in three different flavours. They must be identical. They go off, they do the technical bake, they come back and it's, it's hard. Like, like a machine made them, yeah. Hard to tell. Really? The Irish one. Nice crispy cakes. Yeah, that's, if you could throw something together. <laughs> if you have two of them. <laughs> and bake. I'm just like... I, I'm actually have to be careful now because Lily Higgins, his I love Higgins' Lily. sister... I'm a guest for her on the 7 o'clock show tomorrow. Oh my God, Tony, talk to Lily about this. We need Lily to come in, right? Okay, I'll ask Because Lily is amazing in it, right? Because you know some of the stuff she's looking at is pretty shit. And she can bluff it. 
like she's looking at this cake that's fallen to shit and she goes great texture and great taste <laughs> and you're like Lily I love her I, I tweeted the other day like I didn't tweet at her because I find that creepy so just tweeted going I, I heart Lily Higgins I think she's brilliant because your other man Paul's just a stiff bore he's all like make the cranks where she's just lovely and yeah yeah, yeah. And she does know her stuff with food yeah no no she's brilliant oh god she knows food yeah, yeah. for definite like she definitely yeah. does I heard one woman that was on the Great Irish Bake Off she had to go to hospital she fainted because yeah. um she, she, she got stressed it. out melting butter for a coffee cake. Yeah, it all went wrong. Her, her coffee cake went wrong. She literally, I think, I did, they never really explained what happened. But oh. the same thing happened in the Great British Bake Off, second round. Um, but I think anxiety got on top of her, which is really sad. Yeah. Uh, so she just, she, she's gone. She's taken herself That's out. That's terrible. Yeah. I, every so I often. I feel really bad. I felt awful for her. Like, I to feel get sorry that far. for her. I do feel yeah. sorry for her. Every so often I look at my own life and I think, you know, sometimes you think you have it hard. And yeah. you think, Jesus, this is not what I fucking planned for myself. Or life isn't going the way I was trying to work it. And then you realise, somewhere in the world there was a woman that fainted because she couldn't melt butter for a coffee cake and think things aren't so bad. There you go. Things aren't so bad. Perspective. Yeah. The coffee cake melty woman. No, I can't make a coffee cake at all. But I'm just glad that it wouldn't stress me out. Yeah. That so I wouldn't have to worry get about an that. ambulance. Yeah. And leave. <laughs> I've never had to leave in an ambulance for any of those reasons. No, so there you go. So it's a great Irish bake-off. So tell it. You're doing the... Yeah, because you're doing the seven o'clock show. So by the time this podcast goes out, you'll have... Do- oh! Yeah, I've done it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so I'll be done. I'll be so done. So we should give you a, a code word for the podcast that we have to and somehow... So what? what's the word then? You, you obviously have to nominate what the word is for me to squeeze it in. Yeah. And then we can drop it. I'm trying to think. I need something really, but you need like a random word, like snuggle puff. Yeah, or like salubrious, or no, that's you can put that in. You need something you that is quite hard out of context. You know, like snuggle puff or uh, something like that. Okay. Accoutrement. 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 Okay, I have to get the word accoutrement in. Accoutrement. Yes, yeah, so that's okay, for, I'll for, that for in the Dublin podcast. Um, it's nice you're going on that show. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice show. It's yeah. an easy show to do. They're they're kind of warm and welcome. They're nice, and yeah. yeah, it's grand. Lucy is a dream. I worked with I Lucy. Love Lucy. Couple of years. Everybody loves Lucy. Yeah, um, it's, oh, it's a rule. It's a rule of television. It is true. Um, do we have heroes of the week? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's only one standout hero of the week for me, to be honest. Actually, everybody knows who this guy is. I mean, it's very. It's not very often you look, and there's just one standout hero of the week. Sportsman, uh, Sonny Bill, from the New Zealand All Blacks. But it wasn't, I know, but it was just an amazing, like it's a moment that everybody had to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, to see that kid, a little kid, I can't remember the kid's name. It's actually pretty unimportant what the kid's name is. Yeah. But he makes a run to get onto the pitch, mm. to get up to Sonny Bill. I don't know if it's his favourite rugby player or if he just wanted to try and get near any rugby player. And then the usual disproportionate, ridiculous security. Running at to he, tackle a child. tackles, like properly tackles a child, spins him to the ground. Uh, you know, and the kid reaches out, like he reaches out, and you can see him appealing. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what he's saying, but he's like, Sonny, 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 please, I just want to say hello, I just want to say hello, whatever it is. And uh, he picks him up, puts his arm around him, walks him to the side, to his da, and to oh. all these other kids, and then takes his medal off, puts it on the kid's neck, pats him on the head, and makes sure no one goes near the kid to throw him out. And like, not only did he just do something pretty special by like showing that security guard, to mind himself a little bit. And yeah. Like, don't be rugby tackling kids. Yeah, take a handy. It's not that big a deal. Jesus Christ. But he also gave that kid like a moment he'll never forget for the rest of his life. Like oh, that's yeah. one of those things. Like no matter what that kid does, whether that kid ends up being a doctor or he ends up just having a hard time in a shitty marriage someday, he'll always look back and go, Sonny Bill, you know. Take me out. He'll always remember that there's people out there. There's good people out there. there Sonny Bill gave him the gift of always having good people in his life. 
Um, can I tell you that my natural reaction to that, other than being very emotional about it, because I just thought it was incredible what he did. I was amazing. I also went, will he get another medal? Yeah, and they're giving him another medal. Oh, that's okay. So they are giving him another medal. And that's okay. he asked, uh, apparently the kid and his father says, look, we have to give the medal back. We have no, to. No, see, that's just, they're even better again. I know, like, it's amazing. It? So they were saying, look, we got to give it back. It's a World Cup medal. The man might never see another one again. Yeah. It's a really important thing in his career as well. So he says, we got to give it back. He said, no, absolutely not. It belongs to him. And now the Rugby World Cup people, whoever they are, yeah. have said, uh, no, we'll, we'll get them another medal. So I mean, That's proper hero of the week. Proper hero of the week. Yeah. Proper hero of the decade. That guy. That's one of those things. He knew what he was doing, probably to a point, because he'll never be forgotten for that. Do you know what? I don't think it was in any way contrived. I think no, it was no. a very like yeah, I don't. Spur I think, the yeah, moment. Yeah, I don't think probably. he knew yeah, in I'm being any. Cynical. Yeah, no, no you're but, right. but we, and that's what we do. But I honestly don't. From from watching it back, it was so spur of the moment, and it was just. An, he's obviously just an amazing guy. It's even like some, <laughs> actually, the truth is, he probably gave him the medal, walked down the floor, what the fuck shit. did I just do? Yeah. Why did I? Fucking no! I, I'm never going to get another one of them. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like I never, I never, Although never offering it back. He'd say anything. I'd love to take it back, yeah. but what an Cash. asshole! Imagine what an asshole I'd look if, if I go, yeah, actually, thanks. Give us the medal back, but yeah. don't say that to anybody. Say nothing, lads. <laughs> uh, that's actually very true. When you break so, yeah, it down. you're totally right. Uh, <laughs> my heroes of the week this week, yeah, because uh, we do it every week, has to be uh, the emergency services. Oh, I know. Why. Up and down the country. So, um, up and down the country, uh, Halloween night it was a Saturday night, busy enough night as it is. Um, and I know they were so strange. The Dublin Fire Brigade are incredible. Just they in general. Are. And I know the Fire Brigade and the ambulance, all the emergency services yeah. across but the country. The Fire Brigade is the ambulance. In yeah, Dublin. It, they do both. Yeah. And uh, they work really hard. Uh, and. I think people forget. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of highlighted on Halloween night just how mental it is. But they went out under attack from absolute scumbags. Yeah, tramps, yeah. What is in your psyche that you think it's cool to attack an emergency service? I don't, I never understand it. I'll never, ever, ever understand it. Well, my best mate, he's a, he's a fireman. At the moment, he's doing service on the call centre. That's mm. what he does. So he answers the 999 calls. They answered 700, 700. calls on Halloween night. 700 yeah. calls on Halloween but to, night. And that was between 4 o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and 8 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't even a 24-hour. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Every 40 seconds, it works out. Every 40 seconds, they had an emergency call. And then uh, an ambulance was attacked and smashed yeah. up. It took them. And in fairness to them, they turned that ambulance around from getting smashed up to getting back out on the road, helping people again in one hour, 47 minutes. That's insane. They got it back in and back out. And that's an emergency vehicle all off the road that's someone like your mother your brother your sister having a heart attack getting yeah. hit by a car kids are trick-or-treating getting hit by cars yeah. and that ambulance off the road because these shite bags are throwing, throwing but that's things the thing it's even the people that are doing it do you have like i i obviously question your intelligence because you have none to do it but within that hour and 47 minutes you could be the idiot who needs an ambulance yeah. after doing that? Well, and do you know what? No ambulance a, for you. you there's a lot of 40 knob. second blocks in an hour and 47 yeah, exactly, minutes. Exactly. And your that's life. how many calls went in when that was off the road. And if you attack him, I mean, see, this is, you're actually. I'm holding See, going. I get really hero annoyed. The these guys are fucking real heroes. Like, yeah. these are actual real. They're I'm talking about a rugby line. player who gave someone a medal, and yeah. that's pretty amazing. But these guys do this shit every fucking day. day. Yeah. Every day. Spend 90% of the time dealing with arseholes who don't even have a serious problem. No. Nope. And politicians are cutting their wages week after fucking year after month or whatever the fuck and they're getting less and less and less and they're still answering calls. Yep. They're still doing their best. Still they're turning still... up and when they turn up this is the thing as well. When you don't realise or you do realise that you are in a moment of crisis in your life and like with us 
I didn't realise how much of a crisis we were in at that point in time. And these two heroes just arrive at our door. Yeah. And they assess the situation. They have it sorted out. They have us up to the hospital. And away they go on. And they don't know what they're facing into next. Yeah, they have no idea what the next call is. And it's the same. I had my mother just this week come home from hospital. She collapsed in the house. She got septic shock. I found her lying down. Called the fire brigade. Uh, the ambulance service is the same thing, like mm. you said. They get there. And it's their, it's their literal, their quick reaction that saved her life, you know. Yeah. That she didn't lose her arm or her fucking yeah. leg or whatever because of this stuff. They literally, they come, they pull those people out. And they not only do that, but they make everything okay. Of course I mean, they do. They are, they are so good at psychologists, yeah, yeah, almost. And what I actually have to say, because one of our friends, uh, Nulty, is a fireman and he's deadly. If you met him, like he's the most unassuming. You're like, Nulty, you're a fireman, ambulance man. It's amazing. Yeah. He delivered a baby at the side of the road and just like randomly put up on his Facebook going, just working last night and this little lady or little guy came into the world. And she's like, Nulty, that's the, the extreme of what they do. So look, my heroes always are, but my definite, my heroes are this week have to be the Dublin Fire Brigade. They had an absolute hellish 24 hours. Our politicians need to sit up and take note. Big but time. you know what? They should earn their money yeah. and the politicians should earn theirs. That's the way it should exactly. be. You guys sitting in you the doll. You do doll, piss all. You don't do shit. Get yeah. in an ambulance next year because it's got, this is the problem. It's going to happen yeah. every year. Oh yeah. And get it's, in getting, the it's getting worse. Whichever the minister is next year, that's when Halloween happens. Yeah. Get in a fucking ambulance next year and sit in the back for that 24 hours. See how and you And then on. you'll see what the shit's really like out yeah. there. So there you go. Um, now Halloween is over. Thankfully we can talk about Christmas. Oh no, we can't. Ho, 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 amazing news. Can we not news. talk about violence again? It's easier. No. <laughs> amazing news is that the John Lewis ad comes out this weekend. Somewhere Oh, is this the penguin one? Yeah, Monty was last year. Oh, they do a different uh, one every year, do they? Yeah, the, then there was a snowman. Yeah, there was a snowman one. And that, that uh, was very, very hormonal for me was the snowman one. And then there was the hare and the bear. I'm pretty sure that was the Lily Allen somewhere only we know. So I'm Pretty excited, if only means I will sit for about a minute. Although I put it down to pregnancy last year that I cried so much, but this year, listen, who knows? Oh God, I would rather gargle silage than go through Christmas. I would rather iron my sack on this table. I would rather take a hot iron to my wrinkly bag and iron my testicles flat. Do I need the visual? Do the listeners need the visual? They do yeah. not. They yeah, do, because I need this to be a visually painful experience for so everyone. So we're not doing a Chris Kindle then, are we not? No, we're not doing a Chris Kindle. I absolutely, there is nothing, nothing I'd like to avoid more than Christmas. I know it's terrible. I had 364 pretty decent days in a year. And then Christmas comes along. And it Ironically, just... you're wearing green, Grinch. I am a Grinch. I am a Grinch. I admit that I'm a Grinch. I am. Do you, no, do you know what? We won't I'm a vegetarian. So for a start, dinner's not for me. I don't get. I, I. I mean, I'm sitting there eating a pizza when everyone's on the turkey. Why can't you just eat everything bar turkey? I don't understand that. That's just stupid. Go on. Yeah, well, because I'd like a. Pe- I prefer pizza. No, see, you're just being difficult for the sake of being difficult. But continue. Okay. I don't eat this dinner. Well, you can eat everything bar the turkey. Okay, tell you how much of a I can Scrooge, have a nut roast. I'll tell you how much of a Scrooge I am. I'm working on Christmas Day. Yeah. That's happening. That's a thing. I'll listen and text you laughing going, I'm having a fantastic time. Look at all my presents. I'm not even going to look oh. at the text machine. I'm just going to close I... everything off, blacken up the screen, throw me jumper over the screen and put up the fader and go, I hope you're having a nice time. <laughs> yeah. You enjoying your crunchy ass? Your port. First thing in the morning. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Did Santy come, did he? What did he get you? Something crap. I uh, hope. Something you're not even going to use. <laughs> oh God. I so no like for Christmas. I always know I eat too much Chinese food because I get a Christmas card for them every year and a calendar. Ah, uh, they give them to everyone. Oh, I always thought it was special for a second. No, I, I don't eat, have thought... any type of 
you know, divisions of grandeur. I sort of special there. For no, a no, every single person who rings around that time just gets it. Wow, that's yeah. a kick in the Charlies, isn't it? Yeah, that's well, literally the only Christmas card I look forward to every year. Well, listen, this year you never know. I might give you a Christmas card. Oh God, thanks, Susan. Okay. You'll just throw it in the bin though, because you'd like that. I won't throw it in the bin. I swear, to, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't throw it in the bin. Save it. And then else? Yes, I want to say sometimes you see stories in the news and it kind of makes you appreciate Ireland. You know, you forget sometimes how great this place is, mm-hmm. and it's not great because of its astoundingness. It's kind of great because of its safetyness. Does that make sense? Okay, there was an Irish couple, right? Mm-hmm. And they went to San Francisco to visit their daughter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they says, come on, we take the dog out. So they took the dog out and they were walking down the street in San Francisco. And a gang of raccoons were hanging outside, around outside a pharmacy. Did you see the story? No, yeah, but gang I'm of raccoons, intrigued. 12 to 15 raccoons, they said, were hanging around outside a pharmacy. And uh, the two raccoons, or four of them, apparently four of them were ringleaders. I'm not even elaborating on this or uh, extenuating circumstances. This is actually a totally factual story. And for the raccoons, they started a fight with our dog. And then they decided to try and push the raccoons off the dog. All 12 to 15 raccoons went ape and started a fight with the two people and the dog. And they wrecked so a woman's the, leg. The humans, humans were attacked by the raccoons. By 15 raccoons. Holy shit. And the 15 raccoons, they battered them. They battered them. They left her with bad leg injuries. They had to get, like, you know, injections for... Rabies know, and whatnot. Raccoonery, yeah. Whatever raccoonery is. Uh, and then I was sorry, I look at that and I think, Jesus, you know something? Thank God I live in Ireland. Because you forget, you forget how amazing it is here. Like, you forget how danger free we are potentially, yeah, you know, when it comes to nothing. nature. We've no tsunamis, we've no earthquakes, we've no bears or tigers, we've no raccoons kicking the shit out of us outside of pharmacies. Basically, the most dangerous thing in Ireland is a Jack Russell. That's it. That's as bad as it gets. We have sharks up in Donegal. The largest sharks in the world. They have no teeth. Hello. They have no teeth. Basking sharks. That's how safe it is. If you want to be a shark in Irish waters, you've got to hand your teeth in at the door. Yeah. That's how safe we are. A chipper is as dangerous as things are ever going to be in Ireland. A chipper at three o'clock in the morning or Halloween night. Otherwise, you mind your own business. Things are fucking all right, you know. It's a good analogy of, of Ireland. We Again, last week with the, the Galway, I really thought that you'd, you'd really done a lot for tourism. But look, we should pitch this to them. Actually, Come to Ireland. You won't get the shit knocked out of you by a raccoon. That last line, yeah. Ireland, things are fucking all right, you know. <laughs> That's the slogan. Ford Falcher. Ireland, things are fucking all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Ireland. Where the nature can't kill you. Where you might be freezing. But you'll get home in one piece. Dublin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where the most dangerous thing is a chipper. Yes. Dublin. Where only the Jack Russells aren't friendly. I do like it. I just don't know if uh, Board Falcher will pick it up. If this is your first time listening to the Dublin podcast, uh, there's two more before it. Uh, we're all on SoundCloud. And uh, PJ, as always. Yeah. So talk to you later in your ear holes now. So I found a dog. Oh, did I tell you about the dog? <laughs> We're nearly there. You didn't find a dog. There was a dog just standing outside its gaff and you took it and pretended, put it up on Instagram being all, oh, look at me, Dr. Doolittle. Has anybody known who owns this dog? Yeah, the people inside the gaff. Yeah, well, I did find a dog. They shouldn't have let the dog out on the road. I thought I was doing a good thing. I kidnapped the dog and thought I was trying to find the owners. Essentially. They were pretty rude about it, I have to say. I would be rude if my dog was outside my house minding its own business and some randomer trying to be a do-gooder came along, took it, put it all over the internet with loads of thousands of shares. Does anybody know who this little fella belongs to? I'm walking around the whole area knocking on doors to see, is this your dog? Is this your dog? I went up to the shopping centre. Anyone know this dog? 
Anyone know this dog? I, I really put effort into finding the dog. How was I supposed to know he was standing outside his house? <laughs> you don't let your dog stand outside the house. Those days are gone. Because when he looked up to you, he went, what? I'm not lost. Oh, he looked lost. No, in fairness, he looked lost. I asked him enough. But you looked lost. I most do look of lost. The time. Yeah, the two of us two. <laughs> two years together. <laughs> with the littlest hobo. <laughs> Oh, on the God. road again. <laughs> yeah, why is the little song? There's a voice keeps <laughs> on calling you. Me. Oh, me. Down the road, it's where I'll always be. And every step I make, I'll make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Here comes the cars, maybe. Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down. Until tomorrow, Stop we'll just keep dogs. moving on. Thanks for me to Dublin. Good night. <laughs>